welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Well, um, this is going to be an odd way, I think, to end the year, but it will lead us into the new year um, as well. I want to talk to you about the idea of tuning in. Um, it's one of the most dreaded moments uh, for television and for radio. In fact, it's avoided at all costs. Uh, if you know anything about television and radio systems, you recognize and know that they build in systems of redundancy so that they can avoid what we're going to talk about this morning. There are systems that back up systems that back up systems that back up systems so that this doesn't happen. In fact, I've even been told, uh, in, in the old days at least, if what we're going to talk about happened, people would literally lose their job if this took place. We're talking about dead air. That moment when there is supposed to be programming coming across the airways, sound coming across the airways, and there's nothing. And, and, and we avoid it, they avoid it at all costs. But this is what we need to know. Dead air is not necessarily the result of faulty equipment on the end of the one that's trying to receive what's supposed to be coming. Are you with me? Uh, you can. It doesn't mean you're not tuned into the right station. It just means that the station isn't broadcasting like you thought it should or that it was supposed to. Right? You can have all the antennas, all the boosters, all the all that fancy stuff, and and reach out and try to grab what's supposed to be out there. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's your fault. It just means that there's dead air. It's the output that is suspect. The point of origin isn't originating anything. Are you with me so far? It's called dead air. There is a period of dead air in Scripture. I don't know if you're aware of this, but there is a, 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 a period of time where there is dead air. Heaven has gone completely and totally Silent. There's no word. There's no broadcast coming out of heaven. Have you ever experienced that? Have you ever felt, okay, uh, there's two of us. That, um, I would just say this. Uh, this is my assessment of 2017 for me personally, not for you. This is all, this, this little statement here is about, about me, not about you, okay? 2017 has been one of the quietest years in my life. It's not that I haven't heard anything from God because I hope every Sunday when I get up here I've heard something from God that I can share with you. But in particular situations and circumstances, crying out, it's like nothing. Quiet, silent. Okay, some of y'all are understanding. I mean, maybe you felt like this year that you were tuned in the very best you knew how to tune in. And maybe you felt like that, that you had the correct angle uh, set up for your antennas, your spiritual antennas, and yet you still couldn't seem to hear anything. We've been told that sheep, that the sheep know his voice. But what do you do when you're a sheep and you don't hear his voice? How? What? What are, what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to react? So, so it isn't that uh, we're unfamiliar with his voice. It's simply that 
It just seems that he hasn't said anything. So what do we do? Um, so I'm going to, you want me to read to you the account of silence? Are you ready? Okay, I want to take you to the, to the account of silence that you can find in Scripture. Are you ready? I'm going to read it in its entirety. Are you ready? Here we go. Did you enjoy that passage? Because that's how it goes. Okay, I'll literally point it to you, point it out to you. If you turn to the book of Malachi, which we break down into chapters, it was not broken down into chapters and verse when when it was given to the to the children of Israel uh, when it was transcribed. Okay, so so understand, it's just this one long document, four chapters. We broke it down into four chapters. When you get to the end of chapter four, and then you move forward to the New Testament, which is Matthew chapter one. There is a period of silence that has taken place for over 400 years. Okay, so, so, so what does that mean? You, ha- you have to understand then that there has been four centuries of a brass heaven where they hear nothing. Okay, you still don't get it. That's 146,000 days of no communication. Okay, you still don't get it. That's 3,504,000 minutes of not hearing God's voice. This is a group of people, a nation, that is accustomed to this statement right here. Thus saith the Lord. They're accustomed to prophets standing up and judges standing up and these prophecies coming forward and these declarations about what God is saying. And now for 400 long years, they, in my vernacular, they get diddly squat. Nothing. Nothing, no broadcast, no communication, no, no, this is what I'm saying to you. This is what you're supposed to do. There is absolute, total silence, dead air, dead air. And so after this long, this prolonged, unending cycle of dead air, then we come to the New Testament and we, uh, we recognize that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the same story told by different people, different angles of the story. And so now, all of a sudden, out of dead air, something takes place and we begin to get broadcast again. Signal comes in again. We read about this in Luke chapter 2. In Luke chapter 2, uh, it's part, we, we stop Christmas at Christmas, but there is the continuation of the story after Jesus is born. Now in Luke chapter 2, what's taking place is Mary and Joseph, following the prescribed rituals of their religion and their practices, have to make their way to the temple when Jesus has gone through circumcision and then a day, a period of time of purification for Mary. Now Jesus is 40 days old. And they take him to the temple to offer up a sacrifice of thanksgiving because they've been blessed with a boy. And all of a sudden, heaven opens. And there's communication. I want you to notice uh, what happens. Here it is. Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 22, going through verse 38. Then when the days stipulated by Moses for purification were complete, they took him up to Jerusalem to offer him to God as commanded in God's law. Every male who opens the womb shall be a holy offering to God and also to sacrifice the pair of doves or two young pigeons prescribed in God's law. In Jerusalem at the time, there was a man, Simeon by name, a good man, a man who lived in prayerful expectancy of help for Israel. And the Holy Spirit was on him. And the Holy Spirit had shown him that he would see the Messiah of God before he died. 
and led by the Spirit, he entered the temple. And as the parents of the child Jesus brought him in to carry out the rituals of the law, Simeon took him into his arms and blessed God. God, you can now release your servant. Release me in peace as you promised. With my own eyes, I've seen your salvation. It's now out in the open for everyone to see. A God-revealing light to the non-Jewish nations and of glory for your people Israel. Jesus' father and mother were speechless with surprise at these words. Simeon went on to bless them and said to Mary, his mother, This child marks both the failure and the recovery of many in Israel. A figure misunderstood and contradicted. The pain of a sword thrust through you, but the rejection will force honestly, honesty, honesty as God reveals who they really are. Then Anna the prophet was also there, a daughter of Phanael, or however you say her name, hard name, from the tribe of Asher. She was by now a very old woman. She had been married seven years and a widow for 84. She never left the temple area, worshiping night and day with her fastings and prayers. At the very time Simeon was praying, she showed up and she broke into an anthem of praise to God and talked about the child to all who were waiting expectantly, the freeing of Jerusalem. So you got to get the picture. God hasn't had a prophet say anything in 400 long years. And then Mary and Joseph bring Jesus to the temple and they're just going through the rituals of what they're supposed to do. And out of nowhere, it seems, they are met by Simeon and Anna. And Simeon and Anna are, are going to be our teachers today because they teach us how to navigate dead air. What are you supposed to do when it's been the quietest year of your life? What are you supposed to do when you lay your prayers at the feet of Jesus and you hear nothing? What are you supposed to do when you seek counsel from God and there seems to be no response? What do you do when it's quiet on every front? What are we supposed to do when there's dead air? Let me try to see if I can help you this morning. First of all, number one, dead air can't be allowed to kill expectancy. I I take you back. It says in Jerusalem at the time, there was a man, Simeon by name, a good man, a man who lived in prayerful expectancy of help for Israel. That that statement is so underappreciated when you read across it that if we're not careful, we just go right through it and never stop to think about what it just said. I just described to you the landscape of what Israel is like. There is no word. There is no communication. There are no prophets. And yet Simeon, the Bible says, that he lives every day expecting to hear from God. Right in the middle of dead air, there, after, with no request answered, with no declarations made, with no utterances of assurance, no profound word of hope. It's just a man living day in, day out with expectancy in his heart that I'm going to be able to hear when he wants me to hear. It's a powerful statement. Some of us have experienced four months of silence and we freak out. Some of us are so uh, so worried because we haven't heard anything. Some of us, four weeks without hearing the audible, tangible voice of God breaking into our situation, we're crying out, we're asking, answer, 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 and four weeks go by, and we, we take matters into our own hands because we haven't heard. Simeon teaches us to wait with expectancy. He, he says, just hold on. So, so, so 
if we haven't heard from God, we take matters into our own hands. We begin to complain about God has abandoned us. God doesn't know me. God doesn't listen to me. God apparently doesn't love me. God has forgotten about me. God stuck me out of here in the middle of nowhere, and now he doesn't seem to be able to find me, and I'm all by myself. And since I'm all by myself, I'll marry who I want to marry. I'll work the job I want to work. I'll buy what I want to buy. I'll do what I want to do. I'll behave any way I want to behave because he apparently has forgotten all about me because I hadn't heard from him in four weeks. He's not talking. And then the second thing that happens if we're not careful is when God doesn't seem to be talking to us, if we're not careful, we will tune into every other voice because there are loud voices out there and a lot of times in the perceived absence of his voice, we will tune in to the other voices but not Simeon. He just keeps walking. He just keeps working. He just keeps believing. I almost, I almost played the song since I've been busting some old stuff out on y'all. I, I just wanted to play just don't stop believing just a little bit just for my own sake cause, cause, cause I, cause I'm old. And then, and I wanted just to tell you that, that he just kept on believing. He was filled with this attitude of expectancy and he just keeps believing and he continues to expect. I want to challenge you today that this year might have been the quietest year of your entire life. Maybe, maybe you've never endured such a prolonged period of dead air in your own life. And maybe you've begged and maybe you have longed for a word, but there has been nothing. And it seems like you've got everything as best you know how tuned in, but you can't seem to hear. Then I just want to challenge you this morning that from a man that after 400 years of silence, he continued to tune in with expectancy. I just want to encourage you that if you don't expect to hear God, then if you don't expect to hear him, when he does speak, you will miss him. Simeon could have very easily missed the communication if he hadn't continued to be faithful in his expectancy to actually hear. And I want to encourage you this morning that if we're going to hear, then it is essential for us to develop a posture and an attitude of expectancy. Even when we're trapped in a cycle of silence, we must learn to do two things. Lean in and tune in. We've got to Fine to our hearing. We've got to expect to hear. I, I don't want you to enter 2018 if 2017 has been a year of silence. I don't want you to enter into 2018 with a, a sense of dread and foreboding and I'll never hear from God. No, what I want you to understand is that if you haven't heard from God as much as you would like to in 2017, it should increase your level of expectancy that, that 2018 is going to be the year that you can hear from Him that He's got a lot to say to you. He's been building it all up. And he's going to unload on you. Position yourself. The second thing that you've got to see from this lesson from Simeon and Anna is this, is that dead air can't be allowed to silence our promise. Uh, the Holy Spirit, this is what it says, the Holy Spirit had shown him that he would see the Messiah of God before he died. That means that Simeon lived every day of his life all through the silent season on the strength. The, the, the only strength he had was the strength of a promise. He continued to believe because he had a promise. He navigated dead air not by getting a new word, but by believing the word he already had. 
Oh, y'all missed that. That was good. He, he, he navigated long periods of silence, not by getting a new word, but by actually hanging on to the word that he had already received. Okay? So he never allowed silence to, 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 to silence his promise. Think about this now, baby after baby. This was the ritual of the day. It was prescribed. They had to do this. Baby after baby was brought to the temple. How many babies had Simeon held in his arms thinking, I wonder if this is the one? Baby after baby. And now, on the strength of the promise, he gets to see the glory of God in his day. when When the baby showed up, he was ready because dead air didn't kill or silence the promise he had already received. How many of us, out of a longing to hear God say something new, dismiss or discount the last word he gave us? I'm going to say that again because that was good. How many of us, out of a longing or desire to hear a new word from God, dismiss or discount the promise that He's already given us? How how many of us uh, discard the promise we already have been given just because we haven't heard anything new in a while? I, I want you to go into 2018 desiring a fresh and a new word from God. But I also want you to march into 2018 on the strength of the promise and the word that He's already given you. I don't want you to dismiss or discount what God has already said about your family. I don't want you to give get rid of the promise that He's already made about your children. I don't want you to forget about the promise He's already made about your relationships. I don't want you to forget about the things that He's already said about the provision for your life. I don't want you to forget about the provision and the promise that He's already made for the salvation of your loved ones. I don't want you to dismiss any of those promises in a desire to get a brand new word. I want you to march into 2018 expecting to hear from God, but based on the strength of the promise that He will always fulfill the word that He's already given you. You have a promise that can sustain you until He says something new. Number three, Dead air can, cannot be allowed to distract. Anna the prophetess, this is what it says about her. She was also there, a daughter of hard name from the tribe of Asher, and she was by now a very old woman. She had been married seven years and a widow for 84. Think about this situation. I, I would say to you that her situation in some ways was probably more challenging than Simeon's situation. Simeon had to fight through silence to be able to hear God's promise. Anna had to fight through pain. That was good. To, to, to see God's promise. Okay, let's see if I can help you this morning. The Bible says that she'd been married seven years. And then she was widowed for 84. Think about this now. I don't, I, I, I don't, there's no like, uh, I don't have her diary and I don't have her journal and I don't know what her marriage was like. I just know the customs of the day. So, so whether it was like heaven on earth or something else doesn't really matter because the truth of the matter is in that day, the fact that she was married changed her status. 
It gave her the right to, to, to own property. Without her husband, she has no right to own property. She, she can't go into the, 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 the intersections of the temple. She has to stand on the outside. She, she is considered less than with no, come on now. You know this, okay, it's not our day, it was their day. And so for seven years, she's got security. And seven years, she's got covering. And seven years, she's got status. And now, we come into the story, and she's got 84 years of being alone, trying to survive. No societal standing, no rights, no protections, living a different life than she had planned. Yet she doesn't let her pain distract her from hearing and discerning and seizing a God moment. Too many of us miss God's promises simply because we allow what we're going through or what we have gone through this year to distract us. We become sidetracked and tuned into the turmoil and to the trouble that we've been going through that we forget to hear Him in spite of our pain. I'm preaching right now. And so I, I, I want you to understand that if we are, if we are intentional about this, we, pain helps us. We're not going to like this. We, we've talked about there's purpose in pain. I don't know how many times. But one of the, I believe that one of the purposes of pain is this. It's supposed to peel away all the distractions so that Pain then drives us and enables us to tune in more carefully. Because I don't listen to God as carefully as I should when everything is right. Because it's all right. But when there's pain. What? What are you trying to say, God? Please, eh? right? And if we are not careful, we, we forget to learn that 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 pain, if we allow it, enhances our ability to hear. And, and so what happens often is as we go through pain, if we're not careful, we allow our focus to turn to the pain. And we, be, we become distracted from being able to hear. Anna teaches us that even if you're enduring painful seasons of your life, 84 years And she still has this ability to hear. We need to listen more carefully. Finally, dead air cannot diminish devotion. Listen to what it says. Anna, the prophetess, was there. She was by now a very old woman. She had been married seven years and a widow for 84. Listen to this statement. She never left the temple area. Worshipping night and day with her fastings and prayers. And at the time, very time Simeon was praying, she showed up, broke into an anthem of praise to God and talked about the child to all who were waiting expectantly for the freeing of Jerusalem. Can I tell you that Anna's miracle moment was birthed from the routine of going to the temple night and day 84 years in a row? She won all the attendance pins. Eighty-four years of fasting. 
84 years of prayer was the recipe for her breakthrough. How many of us miss miracles and miscommunication because we have allowed dead air to diminish devotion? Okay, I'm going to step on some toes this morning. The service that he was going to use to speak to us, we're absent. Because there's been dead air. I'm preaching the wrong crowd. Y'all are here. The moment that he was going to send the messenger, there was a messenger on assignment that had a message specifically for you because we don't just hand this microphone to anybody. We messenger sent with an assignment, a message just for you. And the messenger goes home with the message still deep down inside because we've allowed dead air to diminish devotion. We become distracted from diligence. And I have watched so many folks over the past few years who are enduring silent moments, who are enduring what we call dark nights of the soul. We all have them. We endure trouble and heartache. And I've watched so many people allow those things to pull us away rather than to pull us to what should cause us to run to, causes us to run from. And we run from the very things that God was going to use to speak to us in the midst of our issues. It's quiet up in here. Because God uses places and He uses people to speak into our lives and Silence causes us to skip and difficulties cause us to deter and dead air causes us to turn over and go back to sleep. And in that moment when we've allowed the dead air moments of our life to diminish our devotion, we miss out on what God is saying. I have a recipe for you going into this new year. I want to tell you how to tune in. Now, I can only tell you how. I can't make you. All right? That's the dilemma with this whole thing we call church. I can only tell you. I can't make you. If we can figure out a system, we're going to switch to it where I can tell you and make you. But I haven't figured it out yet. I believe that diligence to daily duties could very well be the doorway to seeing deliverance or to receiving direction. In other words, what I'm saying to you is get in place. What I'm saying to you is that you need to routine your way to revelation. You need to diligence your way to to declaration. It's quiet up in here. You need to mundane your way to a miracle. What does that mean? That means every Sunday morning, even when I don't feel like it, I roll out of bed. Because there's, I'm going to let y'all in. Behind the veil, there are some Sundays. Like when it's 92 below zero. That if it was up to me, I would roll over. And say, well, there's another Sunday coming. Because I don't know if y'all figured this out yet, but Sundays always come. And I could just, 
I got other things I can do. I, it's like warm up under my blanket. But I've discovered something. That God reveals himself through routines. That it's in the mundane moments of life when we don't even expect it. We're just doing what we what we do. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, heavens open. And declarations are made. And messages are given. And words are received. And miracles are made available. Simply by being in place and tuning in. I, I just need to tell you this morning that I've discovered this is for me. This is not the, the not that not for you. Uh, the, y- y'all don't have to even listen to me. This is just for me. I just want to say this out loud so that I'm held accountable for this. The quieter it gets, the more locked in I've got to become. The qui- the more silent he is, the more devoted I need to be. I, I just need to make this, this declaration. The more silent it is, the more likely you are going to see me serving. Because I recognize that if I'll march to the temple 84 years in a row, every day of my life, 84 years, every day of my life, if I'll march to the temple and I'll spend time praying and fasting on one of those Sundays, on one of those Wednesdays, on one of those Thursdays, on one of those days in a service mode, in one of those days where I'm helping somebody, in one of those days where I'm greeting, in one of those days when I'm working in the nursery, in one of those days when I'm tending to teenagers that are driving me crazy, in one of those days when I go to a small group, I really don't even like the people in the small group, but I gotta go. And, and one of those days when I, I like my people in my small group, and one of those days when I go do things that I may not necessarily want to do, when I lock in in one of those days somebody's going to look at me and say hey I've been thinking I, I just I don't know what this is I don't know why the Lord won't let me get away from this but I've been thinking about this for six months I just need to tell you and all of a sudden it's like heaven and all of a sudden I'm like I'm like Simeon and Anna and I go I'm seeing the glory of God 84 years every day of my life I thought it was just going to a small group I thought I was just being a greeter I thought I was just ushering I thought I was just nurserying I just thought I was kids churching and all of a sudden after week after week after week of silence and I'm getting sick of the routine all of a sudden revelation comes it's called tuning in I just want to challenge y'all in with this I just want to challenge you if it's been quiet for you in 2017 tune in if it has been quiet for you in this year I just want to challenge you. Lock in. Come on, Kim, y'all. Come on. Y'all, lock in. Tune in. Lean in. Make make a, a decision in your own mind and heart that I will lean in and you won't see me gone. I'm not saying don't be gone because I'm going to be gone. But I, I am saying to you that when you can be here, you need to be here. Because what if God's sending a messenger just for you? It may not even be me. It may be the person you're sitting next to. They may live with you right now and they never have a word for you from God. All they do is nag. But all of a sudden you were here on a Sunday and they heard a word and they look at you and go, Hey, did you hear? And when, when, you, when they say it, it's like the Holy Spirit himself said, Thus saith the Lord. I don't know what your year's been like. Mine's been stinking quiet. But I'm tuning in. Would you stand with me this morning? I'm going to pray over you and then we're going to do something together. A way of committing 
together to hear His voice. Father, this morning I pray against the backdrop of what feels like an incredibly silent season. Against moments where questions have gone unanswered and desires haven't been met like I wanted them met. Moments where I've been tempted to take matters into my own hands. Moments where I've been tempted to freak out. Moments where it's been uncomfortably quiet. For those in this congregation that feel that same way, They thought they would have their answer by now. They thought they would have seen the glory of God by now. They thought they would have seen you change what needed to be changed by now. And and here we are, a year later, two years later, five years later. It's just been quiet. Father, this morning I pray that we would learn the lessons from Simeon and Anna and we would be careful to tune in. God, I pray that dead air, these moments of dead air, I pray that they would not discourage us and distract us and cause us to discount promises and cause us to diminish our devotion to what you've called us to. God, I pray that in the quietest moment of our life, we would lean in harder. We would tune in more carefully. Your word declares that the sheep know the shepherd's voice. So it's it's not out of unfamiliarity. We're, We're leaning in. Help us to hear. Help us to hear. God, for those of us that have been in silent seasons, I I pray that as we march into 2018, that, that as we remain diligent and as we may remain devoted, and as we continue to carry out duties and as we continue to, 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 to be in place and as we continue to serve and as we continue to march week in and week out to the temple and as we continue to do all those things that we know we've got to do, I pray that you would open the windows of heaven and that you would begin to speak in a very clear voice and it would be the greatest year of revelation that we would see the greatest declaration over our lives that we've ever had. We would hear the Word of God. But we make this covenant with you. If 2018 is even more quiet than 2017, we'll follow you through the moments of dead air and we will stand on the promises that you've already made because you have given us incredible promises. We will remain devoted. I ask you to accomplish this in our life today. In Jesus' name, this is how I want to stand. Whether it's been a quiet year or it's been a loud year when it comes to spiritual things, I want us to hear God in 2018. I want 
the greatest days for us. We're, 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 we're embarking on some things that y'all don't even know about, some things we're trying, we're going to try. We're ramping up for one of the greatest years we think we're ever going to see in the history of our church. But none of that matters if we don't hear from God. And here's the, here's the ticket. Here, here's where it gets real. I can't just hear from God. The pastoral team doesn't just need to hear from God. We all need to hear from God. You have situations in your life where you need to hear answers. You've got situations in your life where you need direction. If you've got kids, you need to hear from God. If you know a kid, you need to hear from God. If you're married, you need to hear from God. If you're not married, you need to hear from God. If you've got a job, you need to hear from God. If you don't have a job, you need to hear from God. We all desperately. Why? Because we live on every word that proceeded out of his mouth. We can't live if we don't hear His voice. So even when He's quiet, we got to tune in. This is what I want us to do as a congregation, as a family, as a body. Would you join me down here for just a few moments? We're going to come together and we're going to make a covenant commitment that this year we're going to tune in. That we're going to listen more carefully together. We're going to do a couple things, just maybe one or two things together down here. Would you do start like this? Would you, this is going to seem silly, but would you do this with me? Would you just lay your hand, your own hands on your ears? Father, I lay my hands on my own ears because in Scripture, over and over in the New Testament, this declaration is made to him who has ears, let him hear. I pray this morning that you would open up our ears. Help us to discern your voice more easily. God, I pray that our ears would be open, wide open. Clean our ears out of all the distracting voices, the, the, the things that would cause us to listen to some other sound. I pray that as we march into this new year, you would open up our ears. We want to tune in. Make us so incredibly sensitive to your voice that when your voice sounds like our spouse or your voice sounds like our friend or your voice sounds like a fellow church member or your voice sounds like, this is crazy, but a boss that's not even saved, we would be so tuned into your voice that when you choose to use a vessel to speak, we would hear through the sound of their voice to the voice and the word would be clear. I ask you to do this. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to do that. Would you lay your hand on your heart? Father, I lay my hand on my own heart and I call forth the promises that you've already given me. 
I'm not so intent on a new word that I forget the old words that you've given us. So deep down in my heart, in my spirit, where those promises have been buried by pain, buried by difficulties, buried by tribulations, buried by all different, just the, the season of life I'm in. God, I pray that out of my own spirit, you would begin to stir up in my heart, in my spirit. Remind me, remind me of the promises that you've made to me. I pray that in this moment, for every one of us, you would remind us about the promise you made over our life. The things that you said we would do. The things that you said we would accomplish. The provision that you said you would make available. Father, I pray that you would remind us about the promises you've made about our family. About our children. About our jobs. About where we live. Remind us. Let it be. Let us be mindful out of the depths of our spirit. Now, this is really crazy. Would you lay your hand on your other hand? Father, together this morning, I'm asking you to help us to become more devoted, not less, if we're in a quiet season. I pray that my hands would work harder than they've ever worked, not because I can work my way into good graces with you. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just asking you to help my hands and my feet to be more devoted and let my... my, even if I'm tired of service, I pray that I would serve and I would lock in and I would become more devoted because I recognize that in the routine moments of service, you will speak. God, I'm praying for those that are standing here this morning that serve in any capacity in this body and outside of this body. Whether they serve in the pantry, OERT, nursery, usher, greeter, sound, projection, lights. Whether they clean the building. Whether they mow the yard. Whatever it is they do. Sing on the worship team. Play an instrument. Ush. Whatever they do. I pray that at some point in their service, it will be like the windows of heaven have opened up. And revelation would come. Because you found us in our place. I ask you to help us not to grow weary in well-doing. For those that serve outside this body in meaningful ways to impact our community and to help those that are less fortunate and in need, I pray that as they serve you, they would hear your voice and you would speak clearly. Jesus' name. Now, this is how we're going to end. I pray you, I want you to do this. Reach over and lay your hand on your neighbor. And now what I want you to do is I want you to pray and ask God to open the heavens for them this year. Father, I pray for my brother and my sister. These are people I care about. These are people that I'm committed to. These are people I'm serving alongside. These are people that may actually have a message from me from you. So I just encourage them right now, Father. I pray over them that you would speak to them clearly. God, I pray that this would be a a year. 2018 would be a year where the windows and the ceiling of heaven would open up wide. And you would proclaim and declare. And it would be one of the loudest years of their life with the voice of God speaking over them clearly. Answers would be given. Direction would be given. Revelation would come. Words would come. Places in their life where they've been longing for for, for a, a guiding word from you. All of a sudden, silence would be broken. 
silence would be broken. Silence would be broken. Silence. Come on, speak that over the person you're laying hands on right now. Silence would be broken in the name of Jesus. Silence would come to an end in the name of Jesus. Silence would be broken. And now because they positioned themselves properly, they would recognize your voice. And God, if they're going through pain, I pray that that pain would cause them to peel away all distractions and that pain, the purpose of that pain would be that they would be able to tune in and hear you more readily than they've ever heard you in their life. Accomplish this, I pray, for this body, for these believers, for all of our extended family. Those that couldn't be here today, I pray that when they walk in, in the coming weeks, that it would be like the volume got turned up. And over every other sound and every other noise, they would hear your voice clearly saying, clearly speaking, clearly communicating. It would be like every song that's sung is a direct pipeline from heaven speaking to us. It'd be like every preacher that takes this microphone. It'd be like every person's hand that we shake. All of a sudden, it's like we're removed from this realm and we're hearing. It's like you're in the room. And we would also be faithful to be your mouthpiece. Help us to be faithful to be your mouthpiece. That when you say, say we open up our mouth and we don't let fear and timidity and uncertainty rule the day. Instead, we speak up and we say, I sense God is saying. And in that moment, I pray that our words would be your words and we would speak clearly. And deliverance would come. And miracles would come. And healings would come. And provision would come. And joy would come. And strength would come. And peace would come. And all the things that come with hearing your voice. Help us, I pray. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Would you do this? Would you find three people quickly and say, I'm going to tune in. Come on, tell them. I'm going to tune in. I'm going to listen more carefully. You can expect me to hear. You can expect me to tune in. You can expect me to lock in. I need to hear. I'm going to lock in. I'm going to lock in. I'm going to listen. I'm tuned in. you're preparing your morning tithes and offerings uh, if you're a first time visitor in our bulletin there's a communication card if you will fill that out see Pastor Steve at the back he has a uh, box of cookies for you that he would like to give you and say thanks for coming to Passion Church this morning and if you're a second time visitor see Pastor Steve he has a uh, 
card with the coupon for a, for a pizza that I know you'll enjoy. So see Pastor Steve at the back for that. As the ushers are coming this morning to take your morning tithes and offerings, just a couple of quick announcements. Uh, first of all, men, next Saturday morning, 9 o'clock, you need to start out 2018 right. Come join the men of the church for breakfast. We have a time of fellowship, a uh, devotion will be given, and, and it's just all around good time. So men, next Saturday morning, 9 o'clock here in the fellowship hall, expect to see you. And then next Sunday, uh, after church, there will be a prayer team meeting. So if you are a part of the prayer team, you want to be a part of the prayer team, plan on attending that event right after service. And uh, if you will stand this morning as the ushers continue to pick up the uh, buckets. You know, Pastor Steve always sends me the graphics early on these. And when I got the uh, tune-in graphic, I had to chuckle a little bit. Because how many have had a radio like that, that, you know, you're sitting there and you're trying to fine-tune that station and nothing works. And you sit there and you move the radio around and you can hear it, but you can't quite get it. But the second you put your hand on that antenna, what happens? Man, it tunes in. What happens when you're praying and you reach out and you touch God at the same time? Man, you have tuned in. That's my prayer for this church, for you this year. I'm expecting God to do big things in my life, my family's life, my church family's life. What are you expecting God to do in 2018? Amen. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Father, may we tune in in 2018. May we know that your power and presence will go with us every day of our lives to reach out and touch others for you. Father, as we go today, may we go out being blessed by your Spirit, by your presence. But Father, let us go out to be a blessing to others that through us they can learn about Jesus Christ. We thank you for that. And all God's people said, Amen, Amen. You are dismissed.
It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.